Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. I'm sure many of you would have been reading the story uh, in the Sunday World and many other, and I'm just reading here from the Sunday World about the shocking story about the murder of Jenny Poole and the evil knife killer Gavin Murphy and his past as a domestic abuser um, from after, of course, they met when she was 24 years of age. He claimed he had been living abroad, which he hadn't. He had actually been in jail. Instead of confessing to the mother of two that he had been imprisoned in Mountjoy for attacking a previous partner and her mother with a knife, he told Jennifer that he had actually been working away in Spain. And on Friday... Uh, Murphy, who was 30 years of age from Ballymun, Dublin, was given a mandatory life sentence, having pleaded guilty to murdering Jennifer in her own apartment in Melville Drive in Finglas last year by stabbing her seven times. Now, Jennifer's brother has asked to meet with the Minister for Justice, Helen McEntee, to ask about the possibility of a register that would be available to anybody to contact the Garda Síochána to find out if a partner had previously abused. Now, in the UK, this is called Claire's Law, by the way. And, and what is Claire's Law? Essentially, it's called the Domestic Violence Disclosure Scheme, also known as Claire's Law, and it enables the police in the UK to disclose information to a victim or potential victim of domestic abuse about their partner's ex, you know, previous convictions or abusive or violent offending. Now... It's a little bit unclear as to whether that has to be something that's convicted or an allegation. So we all know that false allegations can be made and that's a possibility. But we all know how beneficial this could be because indeed, if in this particular case she had the ability, if Jennifer Poole had the ability to find out that Gavin Murphy had abused in the past, now he was obviously convicted, um, she may not have been in that relationship. You know, and basically, according to the disclosure scheme, if you're worried that your partner or partner of someone you know has a history of domestic abuse. So here's the thing. Not only do you have to be the person that's with them. So let's say, for example, you know, I have a daughter and she's going out with a guy and I'm a bit concerned about him because I think there's something a bit dubious with this guy. He's a little bit hot under the, you know, the collar a little bit every now and again. I can go to the police. I don't have to wait for my daughter to do it. I can go and I can find out, even though I'm not going out with a guy. So, you know, you can ask the police to check, you know, for you through the domestic violence and abuse disclosure scheme. And the scheme is meant, by the way, for men and women across Northern Ireland and the United Kingdom as well. And you must fill out a confidential online application form to ask the police to check if your partner or partner of someone you know has a history of domestic abuse. The person you feel may be at risk must live in the UK currently for Claire's Law. In Ireland, you don't have that ability. Now, we have loads of problems down here, of course, with GDPR. And I don't know where that comes into all this. And I imagine there is obviously issues to get around in relation to GDPR. But following checks made in the UK, if you're not in immediate danger, the police, along with other safeguarding agencies, will discuss the information with you that they've gathered. And if your partner has a record of violent or abusive behaviour, or there is other information that shows that you may be at risk, the police will decide who to tell face to face. So they are the ones who make the decision. So in other words, based on what information they might have on their, say, in Ireland, it would be the Pulse system, they will decide whether they, you, they believe you're at risk. And then they decide if they should tell you about it. Now, information will only be shared with you where there are concerns uh, have been identified that you could be at potential risk or you could be putting yourself at potential risk. And it's necessary uh, to do so within the law to prove that. While this 
will normally be you. The police may decide to tell someone who can best protect you, such as a social worker, and may discuss a safety plan to help support you. Now, the Fine Gael, uh, TD, Jim, uh, Jim O'Callaghan, has spoken uh, to Jennifer Poole's brother, Jason, and spoken about the register, and obviously also was in favour of it as well. But I want to know what you think. Now, as I said, this sounds like a wonderful idea. And anything, anything at all that can reduce domestic violence is a wonderful idea. But, and there is a but, we do have a right to privacy. Um, that right can be taken away if we do something wrong. And of course, I suppose it's obvious to mention Johnny Jeff and Amanda Heard, and we've all been watching what's going on there. She made serious allegations about him, suggesting he was a wife beater, um, and also suggesting that she was an abused wife. Now, of course, if you've all been watching the case, and I have too, I think certainly most people would be of the view that although it was a toxic relationship and he had a serious drink and drug problem, uh, as much as she seemed to be having a good time as well, it seems that she's the manipulator and not him. And there is no evidence so far in the case, from what I've seen anyway, maybe you would disagree with me, that he has ever hit her. He slammed a few doors, but because she seems to wind him up. But there's a whole suggestion there that maybe, and of course he's taken a defamation case because she called him a wife beater and he claims he's not. And there's no proof that he is a wife beater. But there's also the suggestion that, let's say somebody gets, you know, a safety order or somebody gets a barring order against somebody. And of course, they're quite easy to get, by the way, uh, in the courts. Uh, For your own safety, they're quite easy to get, which is not a bad thing. But, you know, that goes down on your record. And that could be on a police record that a person has previously had a safety order against them or has previously had a barring order against them or had an an allegation of domestic abuse. May not, may be true. But they may have convictions as well. And absolutely, I believe you should be entitled to know that. But if... Here's the thing. Currently, as it stands in the law at the moment, if the person you were with has a conviction, a criminal conviction for domestic violence or assault and went to jail for it, well, that will be a matter of record. You don't need to go to the police to find out that. You can find that online. That's a matter of record. It's public record. If somebody has a criminal conviction, it's public record. So you have a, you do have a right to find that out. But do you have a right to know if somebody's had an allegation made against them? Or numerous allegations, if that be the case. They could be false. They could be true. You don't actually know. But do you have a right to find that out? Well, according to some, you should. And I can see the benefits to that. But I can also see the problems with it as well. And I want to know if you believe Clare's Law, which is what they call it in the UK, whether you believe that should be available here in Ireland for people, men and women, by the way, uh, to go to the police to find out if their partner has any allegations against them in the past or any history of domestic violence. Let me know what you think. The number is 087 I hope I'm not simplifying it too much for you, by the way. Uh, Angela, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Angela? Hi, Niall. How are you? Angela, you know, it is a, it's a bit of a quandary. I mean, this part of me completely agrees with it because yeah. I want to, like everybody else, reduce the amount of domestic violence in society because I think it's, it's just horrid. But yeah. in saying that, we do have to be careful as well, don't we? We do, because like you, I'm kind of more, uh, oh, 80, 20. 80, yes, 20, no. Okay, give us the 80 first. The 80 first is, yes, absolutely, you should know what kind of a relationship you're getting into with yeah. someone, mm-hmm. especially if it's domestic violence. And if it's, if I'm not saying serious enough, but if they've been convicted of it, yeah. um, then certainly you should know if someone has a conviction for that type of thing. But then there's the 20% of it that, you know, 
this could have happened 20 years ago. They haven't done anything since. It was a moment of rage. It was a moment which still does not justify it. No. Nothing justifies it. Do people get a second chance in life? Yes. Or, Or would you say once an abuser, always an abuser? No, I don't think so. Because I think that goes for everything that anyone ever does. You know, if it's murder, if it's rape, I mean, yes, okay, it's the most... So should, um, they, should they have the right to be forgotten in that sense then? So if somebody was convicted, let's say, uh, you know, in a court of law uh, of domestic violence 15, 20 years ago, and then you yeah. meet them tomorrow, should yeah. you be able to go to the police and find out that? You should be able to. Well, you but probably it's would. Also then your, yeah, but then it's also your decision. It's also your choice. You know, do you give this person a chance? You know, this could be the person that you spend the rest of your your life with and you're happy with and nothing ever happens. There there are chances that everyone has to take in life. Okay, let let, let me me put something to you. So let's say you meet a guy tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, you've gone out on a few dates, you know, things are getting a little bit serious. Yeah. Uh, You've uh, a couple of concerns, a couple of things he said, maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe he said something about his ex-wife. Uh, he's yeah. been married, he's divorced, and he said something about his ex-wife um, that set off a little alarm bell. That she, he said something to the effect of, you know, that she, she had made some allegations against him, right? Yeah. And you decide, okay, I'm going to use Claire's law. And I go, yeah. and you go down to the guard station say, listen, here's his name. Can you find out? They come back to you a week later to say, listen, we have a few concerns here. His ex-wife yeah. had made up to 20 allegations before they got divorced that he had hit her on numerous occasions. Yeah. Now, do you think you're entitled to that information, even though he hasn't been convicted of anything, but she had made allegations? I think you are entitled to that. But then also I think he's entitled to, or she is entitled to a defence to sit down and have a conversation about it and turn around and say, okay, you did set off alarm bells with me. I was a little suspicious and I'm after finding this out. Can you explain what happened? Because allegations can be made. Yeah, but would you believe him if he says, listen, we were going through a divorce. She just made this stuff up because she wants to get the kids. You know, yeah, I mean, will you will you actually believe him, or will you, will the back of your mind is it already in there saying, oh, the police have him on record. His ex wife, you know, made numerous allegations about him, but he's telling you they're not true. Now, yeah, it, we all know. I mean, we've spoken to family law solicitors on the year in the past, and you know, it's quite common uh, yeah. for both men and women during um, you know family law cases to make allegations against each other. Yeah. For for you know, and they had there's a motive behind that. Usually, it's access to children or whatever it is. I'm not yeah. saying it's. I'm not saying the allegations are always false. I'm not suggesting that, but but it is quite common. But it gets dirty. Yes, of course. Yeah. Mm. So, so so the way I look at that is, you use your gut feeling. Yeah. Do you believe him? And straight away, I I think you know. I think you know unless they're an absolute brilliant compulsive liar. And that is then your choice to sit down and go. Okay, do you know what? I really like this person. I think we really get on well, you know, and let's give it a chance. And even though, even though, it, even though his ex-wife went to the police ten times about him, yeah. Do, do you really I think, think you're going to give him a fair innings, knowing that? I, I, yeah, I think I would. Okay, okay. I definitely think I would. You know, it's it's something that everyone deserves. Um, now, don't get me wrong; that information could be true. Could be true. Could yeah, be false. and and that puts you then on alert. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, Niall, you can go into this, as you say, because we don't have Claret Law here yet. You can go into this with somebody who hasn't, you know, um, who you're not allowed to find that out. 
I mean, I, I was reading that horrific story about Jenny Poole, who, who sadly was murdered by this evil individual, uh, Gavin Murphy, uh, yeah. who's now in jail. And look, he had a previous conviction. Now, he had been in jail, but told her that when he met her that he'd been living abroad in Spain. He clearly hadn't. He'd been in Mountjoy Prison um, yeah. he, and told he was living away in Spain. That's how he explained his missing past, you know. Um, yeah. But in saying that, in that particular case, and I certainly don't want to, to minimise uh, what her brother is trying to do and what the minister is trying to do, is it was a criminal conviction. It would yeah. be a matter of record. If somebody yeah. was to go to the trouble of finding out, it would have been probably, if you Google it, I'm sure his name will come up that he had a conviction for it. Because once yeah. you have a criminal conviction, that becomes a matter of public record anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But <clears throat> I suppose that Claire's Law goes a little a step further. It just ba- makes it that bit easier. Well, yes. Uh, and basically you can disclose information about the potential victim of domestic abuse about their partner's yeah. uh, uh, abusive past. So in other words, if there's allegations made, I assume that you yeah. can find those out as well. If well, the, if the police that. believe that they're you're at risk, yeah, I have done that mm. with any potential. I will to to my death. But we all do, don't we? I mean, <laughs> nowadays people, when people go dating or they meet somebody, a lot of people will do that. The first thing they might do is look up the person's Facebook page, Google yeah, them, Facebook, do a bit of Google, yeah, Google everything, yeah. you know. But I think this just makes it that bit easier. Okay. You know, and at the end of the day, then it's your choice whether you say, okay, do you know what? I think, I think I'm going to give this person a second chance. Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Jay as well. Jay, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Jay? Good afternoon, Mel. I mean, look, to me, a register sounds like a win-win situation and anything that reduces domestic violence sounds like a win-win. But I do have reservations about... Well, this will be abuse. It'll be abuse. We both know it will. It'll be abuse for vendetta, for malicious purposes. If it works out and every single person goes on it, man, woman, child, yeah, no problem. But if we're going to single out one group of people now, it's not going to work. In what sense will it not work? <clears throat> they have, they've had it in the UK it, for think, years. I think it can be open to abuse. I just think it can be. I mean, false allegations being made. I mean, you might get a, you might get a, a guy that doesn't like you. You know, that way he wants to make your life bloody miserable and every time you get with a girlfriend... Oh, so you that could you know, say that about everything, couldn't I know, really? I know, I just think it could be open to abuse. If everybody's on the list, yeah, okay, fair enough. Who's going to have access to this list? What's the circumstances around somebody accessing this list? Is it just because, you know, if you go to get, oh, I just want to find out information on a person? I mean, this could be open to a lot of abuse. Well, I'm assuming there have to be checks and balances. And again, you know, it says, for example, in the UK, you have to fill out a form online. Okay, you must fill out a confidential online application form. Now, you don't have to be the person that's with them. You can be, say, the fa- I could be like Angela's father if I was concerned about somebody Angela's with, and I can find it without even saying it to her. Then, how much information is going to be given out then to this person? You, you know, I'm just like I'm just thinking. Uh, well, I, I, well, I'm, I'm reading it off here, and it says it says information will only be shared with you where concerns have been identified that could potentially put you at risk, and it is necessary uh, within the law to do so. So, in other words, it's up to, it's up to the guards then to decide whether the information they have, be it on Pulse or whatever it happens to be, is of something that may be of concern to you. In other words, you know, that maybe somebody's had 10 or 12, you know, allegations so of domestic violence. Then? Where do we stop then? Can you check to see if somebody had a drug problem, if somebody had, say, a conviction for speed? You know, you know, you know, I mean, where does it stop? Or, you know, is this just... No, I, mean, this is, I mean, in the United States, this has been common practice for years. I mean, in the United States, Jay, you can pay $10 online and find out anything you want about somebody. 
I know. The United States is mad though. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, this is again. common. I mean, to no, do background checks on people. I'm, I, come here, here's one for you, right? If you put my name, I'm not going to give you my full name, obviously, you might know. You put my name in, right? There's a person with the exact same name as me and the same age as me, not living far from where I grew up, right? An absolute scumbag. And I mean, a granny basher scumbag that broke into granny's houses. If you were to do my name check, that's what comes up. No picture. Just a list of convictions of a man with the exact same credentials as me. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I mean, well, I, I'm assuming I'm assuming the law it. wouldn't make a mistake oh, like that. Yeah, now you the law would not make a mistake. Do you want to just replay that in your head before you say it again? The law would not make a mistake. You're so you, so you think just because somebody has the same name as you and it happens no, to be the same age as you? No, it can be open. That's what I'm saying. It can be open, though, to, to manipulation or error, yeah. And who else? I mean, could I access that list? Uh, say I got with a new girl. Could I um, yes. go into the guards and yes. say, has this woman ever made a false accusation yes. against a man? Oh, well, I, well, I don't know if the woman has ever really? made a false But how would they know it's a false accusation if it's never <laughs> gone to court? Exactly, tested? exactly. But, 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 you you, know but hang on. To be fair, you can go in. If you meet Angela tomorrow and you two are off on a date, and you have a few dates and it's getting a bit serious you can go into the Garda station and say you know I'm a bit dubious about this Angela one there's a few things she said triggered me there uh, can I find out a bit of information about her you fill out the online form and if Angela has any previous allegations against her that you can equally find out I mean, Matt, this is yeah, not a I, sexist law I don't know I do, I'd just be very dubious of it. I, at the, at the concept of it sounds great yeah that you know but I mean, yeah. I just, I'd be very dubious and I'd fall into, you know, being used for the wrong things. So, you know, there's a lot, as you said, like, you could go in and find out about somebody going out with your daughter. What if you genuinely just don't like this person? You know, if you keep digging, you're, you're bound. No, I parents have a good instinct, don't they? I know they do, but not all the time either, though. You, you know, some parents are pushy parents. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just, I just, I just okay, well, actually, you're listening to Jay. Well, hang on, Jay. You're listening to yeah, Jay's yeah. concerns there. You know, I, I understand his concerns because, look, yeah. we tend not to get things very right in this country. Right. <laughs> I, I think the thing with it, Niall, is it would be that person <laughs> that you were looking at, Um, you know, you'd have date of birth, you'd have everything. Mm. You know, and it's like, okay, well, this person does have criminal convictions for this and that. Now, the only thing is, I, I wouldn't get down to, you know what I mean, um, speed and offences, all that. Not that. But if it's violence, if it's anything like that, then yes, we it should be used. Um, and I don't, I kind of don't understand what Jay is saying by how it can be used in the wrong way. How? Any information, Angela, can be used in the wrong way if it falls into the wrong hands. I mean, good information can be used in the wrong way. I mean, you're not that naive. Look at the internet out there now. You can destroy somebody's life with just putting up something. So, I mean, I, I think it can be yeah, used. I'm, I'm hoping it couldn't. I'm hoping it'll have enough uh, stringent checks in place that it couldn't be abused. But I'm just thinking, whatever can be. And you know there's people out there that will try everything and anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, we spoke to Malachi Steenson not so long ago, family law solicitor Angela on the air, and he talked about yeah. the amount of safety orders that are produced in this country. He said the majority of them are never defended. In other words, you can go in tomorrow and get a safety order against your partner or your intimate loved one or wherever that must be. Jay could go in and get a safety order against his missus tomorrow. Well, if you don't wants. show up, it's, com- it's past, isn't it? Well, well, uh, well, you don't even have to tell the other person you're getting it. So the other person oh, yeah. is not even in court defended. So, so you get a temporary <laughs> order. So the point is... That goes, down, that goes down on a record. Yeah. It may or not, and don't get me wrong, it may be true that the person might be dangerous and a risk to you. It may not. You might be just making it up because you want well, to get them out of the house. So what I'm saying to you is, 
I understand the, the point of the legislation. I would love to see mo- know more about it. I would love to see what information the guards or the police yeah. in the UK are allowed to reveal. So if I go in about Jay, you know, and I'm his gay lover, uh, am I entitled <laughs> to know, for example, you know, that Jay had, you know, safety orders against no. him? Or should I be entitled no. to know that? No. But, but no. That, that's, a, that's, that that's essentially what it's kind of suggesting, isn't it? Well, no, not that. I wouldn't go for that kind of thing, safety order, temporary order. So what are you going I for? Convictions? Just purely convictions? Well, if we're going for purely convictions and you're saying that to me, and I think even Jay would agree with that, right? I, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, but no in saying that, you don't need the law because there's already a law there. Because if if Jay, if you and Jay are going out together and Jay has a previous conviction for domestic violence, which are quite rare in this country, by the way, because of the law the way it used to be years ago that you couldn't be charged with assault if you hit your own wife. Uh, it was terrible. But thankfully, that's all changed. But the thing about it is there are very few convictions of domestic violence in Ireland, contrary right. to what people might think. There is a lot of domestic violence, but very few convictions. Probably but a lot of but orders issued now. Would there be like a lot of safety? There would be a lot of orders issued, yeah, barring, yeah, barring yeah. orders, safety orders but issued. But not convictions on But not on, convictions. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, so, I mean, now, so the point the point is, Andrew, if it is a c- criminal conviction, you don't need Claire's Law. You don't need a register because you can go online and find out because it's a matter of public record anyway. Now, I've an, I've an interesting point here. Hi there. Uh, please do not read out my name, but I have a colourful past. I would hate this to impact my future life. I was in a toxic relationship from both sides and we both did things that I'm so unproud of. I'm not an abusive man, but this relationship caused me to do things, like I said before, that I'm not proud of. Surely I have a right to my privacy and the right to forget about my past. Okay. I'm starting on this country, Niles. You hit a woman no. in this country, your life is over. But doesn't matter if, you, if she's hit you. We don't know that. It doesn't matter if she's hit you, should, you or not. Nobody should ever hit anybody. But uh, sorry, yeah, Angela, no, you want to say something? Do you know what? If 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 I went out on a few dates, right? And because that's how in in that message alone, you can hear that somebody has regretted it, has admitted it, that it was both sides. I would actually give someone a chance like that. I actually would. I'm standing here now saying if somebody sat me down and said, listen, we've been going out a few months now, you know, I really like you. Um, I'm starting to fall for you. But I have to tell you. I was in a very toxic marriage. I was in a very toxic, because it happens. Of course it happens. But you're only hearing one side there, though. How do you know it's a very, how do you know he's not just a mass manipulator? And that's how we got his first partner. You, you know, like, and that's only a message. I mean, I mean, sadly, out. this guy that Jennifer Poole met, Gavin Murphy, this scumbag, yeah. he told her yeah. he was away in Spain. Yeah, I mean, look but that's what, he what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying if someone was honest about it and sat down and told you about it and said, "Listen, this was eight years ago. It was it was both of us. Like we got into heated fights, arguments, everything. She brought out the worst to me." I brought out the worst in her. Then you have to take that is it, is it, Yeah, but is that a reason to ever hit somebody? That somebody no. brings out the worst in you? It's not, but still not. But still, no, no, still, no, I'm not going to agree with you, Angela, because I know people who've been in toxic relationships. Yes, so and, do I. And, you know, women will wind up men and men will wind up women. Yeah. And et but if you're in a position where you feel you're only, the only way out of this is to box her across the head walk away from the relationship. You yeah. don't box her across the head. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're in no, that I... situation, you don't do it. You walk away. I don't believe there's an excuse. I know we all lose our temper every now and again. We're human beings, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you're the type of person when you lose your head that your option is 
to give her a slap or her option let's be fair to, to men and women today her option is to give you a slap you shouldn't be in the relationship you should walk away no no but Niall as I have said before with my past relationship I did slap him when I found out and it is the one regret I have in all of that I did slap him when I found out now the relationship was over you know and I was walking away but he pushed me to that would I do it again no Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But I can't say no. Nobody can say that they would never do that again. But I slapped him. I put my hands up to it. I did slap him. Once. Because you were angry? Because I, I was I was fuming. Oh yeah, he turned your life upside down. Yeah, He completely turned my life upside down. And if I was convicted of that, I would have had to put my hands up to it. Okay, but let, let's just say, for example, there was an, uh, uh, you know, a report made to the Garda station that Angela yeah. gave me a slap. Yeah. Now, I know it's obviously a lesser, a lesser of the offence, but still it's wrong. We all know it's wrong. But Angela yeah. gave me a slap. And then some yeah. guy meets you in the future and he goes down to a Garda station and under Claire's law, he wants to find out. And you go, oh, yeah. yeah. Angela, there she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a report made about her going back about seven years ago there. Some fella came in and said he gave her a few slaps or she gave him a few slaps. Slap, yeah. is, it, is it fair that that new partner that you're with knows that? Under the circumstances that you just told me. To, to, to be honest, it is because I've been honest about it with anyone I've been with. I have told them. Okay, well, listen, I've got to take a break. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 8 That's 87 We're talking about the possibility of Claire's Law in Ireland, and that's essentially what it is. It's a register. Um, TDs are calling for it. Uh, I know the brother of Jennifer Poole, Jason Poole, is meeting with the Minister for Justice, uh, to talk, Helen McEntee, to talk about this uh, idea of a register. Um, people, or somebody says to me, will it not be a register of just convictions? And I, I don't think so because that's already technically available. If you want to find out about somebody's convictions, you can. They're a matter of public record. They're on the court reports. So that's not something you have to go to the Garda Geocana for. You can if you want to, I suppose. But I, I'm assuming, also in the register, similar to what they have in the United Kingdom, allegations or maybe, you know, safety uh, orders or barring orders or those kind of things that would be on your record would exist too. And if the Garda Geocana or the police, as it is in the UK, decide that that information is important or puts you at any kind of risk or have concerns about your safety in relation to the, the, the situation. Well, like take the text we just got a few minutes ago that I read out. So that guy admits he was in a toxic relationship. He admits there was domestic abuse by the sounds of what he said. They were both abusive to each other, husband and wife. He said it was many years ago, but he's not that type of person. It's something he's very unproud of. I'm assuming at the time, maybe, there may have been safety orders. There may have been barring orders uh, against each other. Should that be a matter of record for somebody else to find out? There's an issue with GDPR on this as well, but should that be a matter of record? If, for example, somebody goes in and asks the Garda Khan about that person who texts in, should they be allowed to have that information? And find out private information, even though there was no convictions possibly, private information that may or may not have been true. Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008. All right, do you believe there should be a register, uh, kind of a register of convicted, so for those convicted of violence against men or women, for that matter, as well? Uh, the number's 087-188-0008. I'm at a loss as to... I'd have to see the legislation before it actually goes forward. Now, we don't actually obviously have the legislation yet, but I'm basing it on what Claire's Law is about. And with Claire's Law in the UK, it's not necessarily a conviction. It can be an allegation or it could be a, say, a safety order or a barring order or something that the police believe uh, could put you in a... I, I put your safety at concern. 
I suppose. Um, but let me know what you think. Number uh, 87 188 uh, because Again, because as I said to you, uh, a register of convictions is not really that much. There's nothing new in that. We already have that. It's on the court reports. Uh, uh, Valerie, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Valerie? I'm great, man. How are you getting on? Good. Now, do you agree with the idea of this list? I can see the pros, absolutely, but I can see the cons too and how it could be abused. It can if it's not vetted correctly, Niall, and if the people that are actually assessing this, they're not trained. But I'm assuming before they put this something like this in place, um, weren't they speaking about recently training a specific wing of the Garda yes. and in dealing with domestic violence because we're all aware with COVID, the, the people um, in those relationships went through the roof. Absolutely. There was a massive Absolutely. problem when they were locked up in a home. So very often in domestic violence cases, you know, there's evidence, you know, there's marks on the victim, there's people, children are present. Yeah. I mean, it's usually, there's huge destruction usually surrounding it. Before but it sadly, here's the it. problem, Valerie, sadly in this country, there's very few convictions of domestic violence. I know that because I think, I, I hate to say this, Niall, but I would say there's very few people when they go into relationships, a lot of us can be very naive, particularly when we're younger, you take somebody on face value. I would have always taken people on face value thinking everyone's beautiful and wonderful. It's only as you mature you realise that sometimes that isn't the case. Yeah. And a lot of us can be fooled. I myself have been fooled as well in the past. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've met people and, you know, you would meet them and you would say, oh, my God, he or she, she's a lady or he's a gentleman and whatever. But you, 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 you find out afterwards that the outcome, it can be very different when you live with some of these people, you know. But no, the, and, point, the, point um, I, the point I'm making in relation to, say, this legislation or proposed legislation here in Ireland that it would be based on convictions is that there are very few convictions in Ireland. A lot of allegations, um, a lot of safety orders, a lot of barring orders, etc., etc. But very few convictions in a court of law of domestic violence or assault against be it men or women in a relationship or an yeah, intimate relationship. It, it is, it is. Because here's the thing. I don't think we we have enough places in Ireland in prisons, to be honest with you, anyway, because I don't know if to how much money has been put into the prison system. But in America, I know they're the other extreme. You well, know, you the private system, yeah. And you're out. Yeah, they, but there's so many places, it's yeah. a booming business. Oh, well, it, so well, it is actually a business. It's a private, prison is a private business in America. Oh, I know they, that. They make I millions. But, but I suppose a, a lot of the reason for it is, is, you know, during family law cases, divorces, separations, whatever it is, when there's domestic violence going on and there's safety orders and barring orders and all sorts of things, people are kind of happy enough just to get divorced and separated and move on their separate ways. And they tend not to follow it up. And also, there was this kind of idea in Ireland, in old Ireland, certainly not now, I'd like to think so, that sure, it's all right to give your wife a slap or it's all right to give your husband a slap and there was no kind of, it wouldn't be considered the same as assault or assaulting a stranger. And there was that, that kind of thought in people's heads. So it never really went to court. So there isn't that many convictions per se. But there, yeah, there's a lot of allegations, but not yeah. a lot of convictions. Yeah, but you know, I mean, as I said, that has to change as well, though, because as I said, during COVID, we saw the problems that were here with people that were beaten brutally inside in their homes, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were, like, left isolated and they couldn't go anywhere. And, you know, they're trying to change the laws to help mostly women. I'm sure, of course, it does happen men as well. I know you always make that point now. But the majority are usually women that are beaten up in their homes. Mm-hmm. That's the sad yes. reality of it, you know. Yes. But at the end of the day, of course, they have to be careful if they have a register out there. They, You know, it, they, you'd have to have trained Garda that can actually conduct 
interviewing the thing. It would have to go to court. There'd have to be evidence there, you know, either witnesses to have, you know, witnessed the incident or marks in a person. I, I know, think you're right about the train guard. There must be a special unit to deal with this because absolutely. I, I only because spoke to a, a friend recently. there's a psychological aspect of it as well. You know, sometimes people are afraid to admit abuse. Sometimes they're ashamed to admit it because they want the outside picture to look you know, everything's wonderful. That's what most people put up on Facebook and all these places. But very often, mm. the story in, in, in-house can be very different than well, what's well, portrayed. I, 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 the point I was making world. in relation to train guards is I had a friend recently who was a victim of domestic violence in his own home by his wife. Yeah, you told I, me that. Yeah, I, and I he went down to the guards and the, and the first thing, the only thing the guard could suggest to him was, have you considered moving out of your house? I mean, yeah. that's but not... You see, a, but, but they you also know. say the same to women, Nile, by the way. Yeah. Whether you realise that or not, they actually do that's say not really that. That's really a good answer, is it? In, in, in marriages that there's domestic violence, they actually ask, the, it's nearly always the women that have to leave. That's why they end up in refuges and yeah. we don't have enough rooms. Because some men, these kind of men are often bullies. Or it could be the women, but in most cases that it is men, but they're often bullies and they won't leave the family home. They actually take pleasure in seeing the wife and children leave. It's very destructive. So something has to change. And I actually think it would be a wonderful thing. I have two sons. If I thought for one minute that they would ever abuse a woman or anybody. They were raised, well, hopefully that would never happen. I couldn't in a million years see them doing that because, you know, I've seen them in relationships and how they treat their girlfriends and whatever. And they are gentlemen and they're very respectful. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, I actually wouldn't have any issue with that, even though I have two sons. I think it's a good thing. I mean, it's funny, really. I mean, I come from an era at 58 years of age where the generation before me, domestic violence was rife and, and we know that. Now, uh, I've seen so many neighbours, wives, going around with black eyes when I, I know, grew up. A few I of know. them. But, it, but, it, but the point I'm making is... In Ireland, though, you look at the obituaries, and I'm sorry to say this, when they've, you know, they're having masses or whatever, and they say, oh, what a wonderful father and dad. And you know there were cats. Yeah. Their wives were going oh, around with black eyes and everything. It's like we brushed everything under the carpet. But, it, but isn't it shocking that the same men who committed these acts, and we are talking about violence against women now at the moment, when you go back many, many years ago, the same women who, or men who committed these acts... Like, for example, my father, now, don't get me wrong, my father was not an abuser or he certainly yeah. never hit my mother or anything like that. But he would yeah. have always instilled in me, like most fathers of that time, never hit a woman, never hit yeah. a woman. And that was instilled in me from a very early age. Yeah. And yet they come from a generation where they seem to think nothing of doing it themselves, which is yeah. quite bizarre. But, so, but yeah. let, well, let me go back, sorry, let me go back to the register if I can. I've gone off on a tangent there. Martin, you're mm-hmm. an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, Martin? Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Uh, Martin, innocent until proven guilty, it says on my screen, in what context? Well, I, I think, you know, we're, we're, we're at a, in a sort of, not so much a watershed moment, but we're on, a, uh, on the edge of something here that, um, you know, can be open to, like you say, previous calls have said that it can be open to abuse. Uh, it can be part of a power play within within the divorce proceedings, um, you know. And again, allegations. Um, you know, anybody could, anybody could make an allegation if they're that way inclined, you know. So it, it, it is a very sort of very difficult situation to be in. But obviously, you know, for for a protection point of view. I mean, I used to work on a on a helpline many many years ago, uh, and I got both sides of the story. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the appalling abuse that women had in the home, but also the appalling abuse that, that men had as well. And they were the ones that, you know, often committed suicide because they had no sort of means of being able to turn around and say, well, look, okay. you know, this is happening to me. Uh, okay. So, you know, it, it, is a, it is a very hard and difficult situation to have. But, you know, we are human beings. We're not the sum total of our errors. And as one of the callers has said, you know, we'll give 
a person a second chance. Uh, and that is because people do find themselves in really toxic relationships where, you know, they, they spark off each other and they're not getting the best out of each other. And, you know, the spiral continues and, and maybe we've got to have a bit of I, I, I don't know. And I said this earlier on about the text that we got in earlier on. And I understood the, the point the person was making in the text. He was in a toxic relationship and did something he's not very proud of, as did his ex-wife do something mm. she wasn't proud of too. They both basically obviously, you know, gave each other a good going over. But in saying that, I still don't get it because I know people who've been in toxic relationships and it never came to the point where they hit each other. Yeah, they shouted at yeah, each other. Yeah. yeah, they did horrible things to each other. It was like War of yeah. the Bloody Roses. But yeah. they never hit each other. Yeah, well, so, I'm, I'm, I was really like you. I mean, my father said, you know, no way do you ever hit a woman. Raise your hand to a woman. woman you know? yeah. uh, and that sort of carried through on my schooling, you know. Um, but now we're in a situation where you know, we have a lot of single-parent families. We have, uh, you know, a lot of broken families in, in, in a lot of regard. You know, and it's, to, it's, to, it's whether this sort of um, education is getting through to them. You know, I mean, you know, you, again, you know, we've got a situation where, you know, if somebody's been reared in a, in a very sort of fe- feminine environment because they've got no father, you know, are they turning out to be abusive characters? We don't know. We have, the studies are not there, but... What I keep coming back to at the time, all the time is, is that, you know, if anybody can make allegations and they can make ruinous allegations. And so, really, we have a thing in law called, you know, innocent until proven guilty. It's now, as, as I said, the suggestion is that it would be a list of people with convictions, but, but that's not the way it is in the UK from what I can see. And I, I'm only reading between the lines of the UK and the legislation, and I'm looking at it mm. here. And it does say that information will only be shared where you uh, there are concerns... Uh, that there's a, they've identified that you could potentially be put at risk uh, um, and under the laws necessary to do so. In other words, if your partner has a record of violent or abusive behaviour, it doesn't say anything about a conviction. Now, in if saying it's that a record, now, and if it's a repeat offence, they obviously are abusive. Well, it's, a, well, it's something a, that is ongoing. Yeah. I don't think you'll be put on a register if you if two people have an argument and maybe one goes too far and you know what I mean pushes the other gives the other. I, I can't that, imagine if that's the case that shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, but that's still open to so much ambiguity. I mean, you know, you, you only like another caller said you only need a guard that's got a bad attitude towards you. Uh, or you know, yeah, got his own axe to grind, and you and you and you've got hell to play. Well, I'm assuming they wouldn't set up anything where any guard without any training can do this. It should yeah. be like the vice squad. They should <laughs> the have, guard, or are they? The guards you know, running car- They the should have a running. trained specialist unit yeah, well, we to be able to identify great. if it's true before yeah, you rule take someone's character. Yeah, we all have the great intentions with the guards to be trained in this, that, and the other. But you know. Uh, we, we only need to look back a few years to find Well, I can't imagine them not being with litigation and everything today, really. They'd be leaving themselves wide open, wouldn't they? If it was well, proved I mean, to be a false allegation. Yeah, I, I think, Martin, and I do understand the point you're making in relation to the guards. They've had some major cock ups in the last few years. But in saying that, in the norm and in general, you know, they do do a good job. You know, mm. when it comes to these things. And I would like to think that if there's a trained unit, as Valerie suggested, and there, there, I know that has been a suggestion in government too, there's a trained unit to deal with domestic violence. This would be the unit that would be dealing with it. Would, yeah, look, up, yeah, would look up, say, you know, Peter's or Mark's or whatever, uh, you know, or Mary's uh, record and say, OK, they've had four safety orders. They've had two barring orders and a couple of allegations from a completely different girl in relation to abuse there's something there that we maybe need to look into. So even though there's no convictions, there's just a litany of allegations from different people, maybe cooperating stories. And they then would decide what advice they need to give to the individual. 
I think that would be the way forward rather than just saying, you know, Mary here has or Johnny has, you know, one. Oh, yeah. Two safety orders from the same woman during a divorce. That could be that could be motivated just by hatred. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's people who are trained to identify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I know a situation that if yeah, the guards were trained, then the person I knew would not have got murdered on one particular night three years ago, mm-hmm. you know, by, by their husband. Um, you know, there, there you go. You know, you can, um, you know, you can look back at the guards and yes, the guards need serious training in a lot of areas. Okay. Okay, well, listen, I have to go into a break. Uh, the number's 87 188 That's 87 Oh, I keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 188 never an excuse for any man to hit a woman, no matter what the argument. You know, it's simple as. Or a woman to hit a man. Simple as. It's toxic, toxic people. You're right. Toxic people. You walk away. In those situations, you walk away. No matter how heated it should get, you should have the ability to walk away. And if you don't have the ability to walk away, you need to talk to somebody about that, obviously. It's another message. Oh, you agree with the checks because at the end of the day, you know, all this is happening. It's happening behind closed doors and it just needs to stop. But um, I definitely do think it could be used in the wrong way. Simply, uh, someone could look you up, an employer could look you up, a female employer could look you up and discriminate, you know, for something that you may have done years ago as a young teenager or a young adult. Again, doesn't justify that you've done it, but yeah, they could discriminate. So, it's a hard one to really call. See, you're saying, this part of me is disagreeing with you that, look, an employer is not going to be able to, you know, contact the guards and look up your record and all that kind of thing, because that's not what the register is designed for. Uh, the purpose of the register. But <clears throat> the way things have gone in general, things do get abused. And I understand the point you're making. I would hate to think that would be able to, uh, that people would be able to do that. I would like to think that you would have to have some sort of direct intimate relationship with the person or indeed be the father or brother or mother of somebody who has a direct intimate relationship with a person and not just an employer who's being nosy trying to find out a bit of information about a person and a person's past. And yes, I do believe, somebody just texted and says, no, do you believe everyone deserves a second chance? It depends on what they've done. If they're a rapist or they're a paedophile, absolutely not. They don't deserve a second chance. Put them in a cell, throw away the key and bury it under the cell to make sure they never get out. Um, certain offences, yes, I do believe that people can make mistakes. Theft, those kind of things. Assault, maybe at a young age and time. Yes, you do deserve a second chance. Absolutely. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. I-